What's up, world? Welcome to the Positive Truth, uplifting and positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at the Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. JP, how are you, sir? Doing inspirational, feeling inspirational. That's what I like to hear. Doing inspirational. What does that even mean? Oh no, man. Oh, it means I'm doing inspirational stories. Bars! <laughs> After you. What do you got, Tim? Man, my first one's a short one, but I really did enjoy it. So a couple well, not even a couple weeks ago, it was about a week ago, we did a story about a 70-year-old man who rode the Atlantic Ocean. For a great for a great cause. Dude, he raised $1.4 million for Alzheimer's. Now I'm gonna talk about the youngest woman to ever do it. Her name is Jasmine. And Jasmine just did this recently. She just finished after 70 days, three hours, and 48 minutes. The 21-year-old became the youngest woman to row an ocean. Um, she's among a diverse set of people that has done this. We're talking about less than a thousand people have done this since the beginning of records. That being said, her at 21 being the youngest is amazing. So we're gonna jump right into this story. Obviously, this is a long, long row. 1,600 miles, right? <laughs> so she decided I wanted to do this not because I wanted to be the youngest. I wanted to do this because I'm 21. We're in the middle of this pandemic and I want to show that I can do anything. So she did it. She said when she was out there, it was the most incredible and scariest thing of her life. She was, yeah. she was rowing. She covered up to go to sleep. She kept hearing random noises. She said every morning she woke up, it looked like she was in a different ocean. The clouds were different. The water was different. The waves were different. The sea life was different. But she said at day 50 is whenever she hit a wall. She knew I have 20 days left or so. I can get through this. I'm more than halfway done, but I'm tired. I'm ready to quit. And then something beautiful happened, man. She said that some dolphins started following her and they were swimming with her while she was rowing. Um, she saw other animals that she, or sea life that she's never seen before. And she said it, it made her even more inspired and motivated to finish. So she kept going for 12 hour days. She was rowing and rowing and rowing. Then I saw a video of her getting to the land. Could barely walk, you know, those dead legs where you're just like, uh, uh, I just squatted like 500 pounds or something. Sea legs. Sea legs, <laughs> new words, new words. So she hit the sea legs and they, she did a short interview. And this is when I actually was like, you know what? I'm gonna talk about her. Because at the very beginning, she said, I didn't do this to, because I wanted to be the youngest to do this. I wanted to do this to show people that you can do anything at any age. It doesn't matter your age, your gender, your race. You can do anything. And then I read some more facts. You know there's been 955 people that attempted to climb Mount Everest in 2019 alone. There's been less than 900 attempts to do this, man, <laughs> to, to row this Atlantic Ocean. I thought this was amazing. I think it's even more awesome because she's out here paving the way for young women to do the impossible, stuff that they didn't even think women could do. So shout out to Jasmine. I thought this was amazing, going out here doing the impossible. The fact that a seven-year-old did it a week ago and I thought that was the craziest thing ever and then a 21-year-old does it now, you guys are wild. <laughs> My favorite part about that story and the most inspirational part was she was on day 50 whenever she hit a wall. I would have hit the wall at like hour two. <laughs> I want to go back. I can't see the land anymore. I'm crying. <laughs> also, like if you hit a wall out there, like how do you get help? Man, I honestly don't know. I mean, you got to be mentally tough. Yeah. Like, Und understatement of the century. Facts. So. You got to be mentally immortal. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's nothing coming. Like, there's no help. Those dolphins, man. They came. <laughs> they came. Now I feel you, though. It's... it's. <laughs> the dolphins came? <laughs> they saved her, bro. This is like a movie. Th that's the what it seemed like. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you watched that. 
I, I think I haven't read it. I think I read the portion portions of the book. Mm. I, I didn't know it was a movie. Wicked. I didn't know it was a book. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, that is crazy inspirational. If you got a mountain to climb, go like her this week and go climb that mountain. Bars. Hopefully you have some metaphorical dolphins come help you out if you hit a wall too. <laughs> well said, JP. <laughs> Before we get to our last inspirational story, we need to pause and do audio meditation. It's where me and Tim talk about one thing we're grateful for each because in the stress of life, we often overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. We encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well. Guaranteed to make your day so much more positive. Tim, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for uh, my dolphins, I guess. My friends. <laughs> people that check up on me and make sure I'm good whenever I hit a wall. I had a, a bad day yesterday and a lot of people checked up on me. And it was really nice to know that uh, people care. And even if I haven't talked to them in months, they were reaching out like, Hey, Tim, are you good? We'll roll through, man. We got you. And it was just, it was nice to hear and nice to have. Awesome, Tim. Great friends are always something to be thankful for. Savas, thanks for being my dolphin, JP. <laughs> I'm using it. That's why I was cracking up a second ago. Um, I've been telling myself since January that I have problems that other people wish they had, so that's what I'm grateful for today because I got a lot going on. Savas, but it doesn't feel like work. It feels like these are the good problems to have in life. And having good problems is something to be grateful for. Yes, sir. And also, there should just never be any excuses, which leads me to my inspirational story. It's about Melissa Blake. She was a teenager in the 1990s. She was young. She was interested in fashion. And she was bullied constantly. The reason she was bullied is because she had a generic bone and muscle disorder. So she's only about four feet tall. She couldn't find greener jeans or dresses in her size. And she can only walk for a few, for short distances. So she, she's always in an electric scooter. And she, but she loved fashion, loved it. And so she would read through Glamour and Cosmopolitan and she didn't see a single person that looked like her. And she said, being that young and going through a lot hurt, just hurt her. So as she got older, she was like, I have to do something about this. So she became a freelance writer, but her love for fashion never went anywhere. She ended up writing for Glamour and writing for the New York Times and gave in, and she was just, she was talking about disability rights. She was a disability rights activist. That's how she got, how she made her money. But she was like, I always want to get into fashion. So like everyone else, she has a social media. And in 2019, she posted a picture and all it takes there's a thousand good people online. All it takes is two or three to ruin someone's day. And a couple of people made fun of her, like, oh, you're too ugly to be on the internet. And so she made a decision. I'm gonna clap back, clap back at the trolls by posting a picture of myself every single day. Some days they were serious. And she was like, she would talk about her disabilities in the, um, in the caption. She would talk about feeling not so great that day, how she's overcoming things. Other days they were fun, silly, she'd use her filters, and, but each one carried a message. She did this for a year straight. And at first, you know, people were just like making fun of her. Then she got more of a following on her social media, not just writing, and she had more people making fun of her, but she had 10 times as many people loving what she was sharing. People sending her DMs, 
I'm a young Latino. I never see any representation too. What you're trying to do inspires me to be better in my own life. She keeps pushing, she keeps pushing. And eventually, she gets a call from the founder and CEO of Runway of Dreams, which, which is a showcase fashion show for people with disabilities. This show is part of New York Fashion Week, which includes appearances by designer Tommy Hilfiger, Paralympic snowboarding gold medalist, Rihanna Huckabee, and all this other, all these fun people. And she was like, they were like, we need you to be one of our models. Have you ever had any, we, have you ever had any interest in fashion? And she's like, I've had an issue, like interest in fashion my whole life. And I've never seen anybody like me up on the stage. She was like, well, now we're going to make it happen with you. So she got to participate in the New York fashion show in 2020. And she's going to do it in 2021. All because she got some, she stuck with it. She stood up for disability rights. And when she got made fun of, she used that as a way to like spread inspiration and be like, this isn't okay. We need to push through word people too. I can still be beautiful. I can still like fashion. And now she's a model at the biggest fashion show on the planet. If that's not inspirational, I don't know what is. So much from that story. That was beautiful, JP. Well said. What I got out of it the most and what to me was the most important part, the moment she decided to stand up for herself by clapping back at those social media trolls, she started to grow. Literally. I mean, you saw her numbers grow from on her Instagram page. Her following started getting bigger. Her positive following started getting bigger. But so did that negative following. There's always a balance. I always felt like, for me personally, social media rule is for every 10 good people, there's one bad. So if you got a 1,000, expect a 100. It's okay, but just focus on those 1,000. And I love that fact that she kept doing it for a year straight and she got the opportunity that she's always wanted because the universe paid that forward because she stood up for herself and she was fighting for something bigger than herself as well. That story was inspirational as it gets, man. I love it. If you want to watch it, she was on the Runway of Dream show, which was virtual. Pretty awesome. She was in a graphic t-shirt, capris, and an oversized maroon vest with a fluffy fur collar. And she said, fashion isn't going to solve the world's problems, but when disabled people are included, it sends a message that we deserve a seat at the table in all aspects of life, frivolous or not. Bars. I like that. That was a great story. <laughs> great story. So yeah. You got a quote before we get out of here, Tim? Absolutely. Just like the two young ladies we spoke about, don't stop until you're proud quotes by tim if you want to support the podcast make sure to like share subscribe rate and review five star review helps us out so much helps us spread our message of positivity out to the world we also have a patreon where if you subscribe you get a bonus positive news episode every single week and we take all of our patreon money and our sponsorship money and we donate every single month when we do our favorite positive news stories of that month and whoever the patreon tells us to donate to that's exactly where we donate to we're out. Stay positive.